What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 51. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro. And joining me today, two potion drinking prognosticators, Dave Grimma. That's me. And Dan Colonna. That's me. What did you just... Prognosticators. Define that for Dan. Please. Prognosticator uh, would be one who can predict the future, like the groundhog on Groundhog's Day. Or possibly characters in uh, the Red Strings Club, which we uh, were playing for this episode, which many, many feelings. I have many feels. Yeah, this was quite the game. And did it come, it came out of nowhere, quite frankly. I would agree. I would agree. Dave just like, yes, yes, he did. I'm glad we all enjoyed it. You know, (laughs) this was your pick. It was my pick. And I was like, I was digging through Steam for a long time until I found it. You know? Dick. Yeah, well, he, he unearthed something. But before we get there, let's check in with the crew, starting with the man with the Cosby sweater, Dave Grimma. What's up? Hey, that's me. I don't anyway. know why you chose that sweater. It's not. He's this right. sweater? Good, my Cosby from sweater? the good era This of the sweater Cosby's. was a present to me from your mother. <laughs> but she probably got it from Cosby, and that's not appropriate. She... Just uh, I don't know. It's a comfy, it's a comfy sweater. <laughs> I was wearing it today because... I just got over being sick with a stomach virus. I was like, and my temperature has been all over the place and this is kind of breathable yet warm. Breathable. Well, it's, it's spring. It should, you shouldn't I know. need to be warm. I Well, I've been cold. Dave's been malnourished. Yeah. Apparently. And ill. No, I, but, as yes. I was trying to describe before, I felt like I was being wrung out. Like a, wrung like, out. like imagine your body is a sponge. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Filled with liquids. And then somebody says, hey, let me squeeze all that fun liquid out of it. And it comes out of all sides, you know? Well, you sound like you've had an interesting last few days. Yeah. Shooting out his fingertips. Did you get it from the girls, like, officially? I got, well, April got it first, so I will blame her. Interesting. Where did she get it? That's the question. We think our, we went to an open house over the weekend on Sunday. And I suspect that even though... My wife was like, you probably shouldn't try those grapes that are just out there on the table that they left out for you because you don't know grapes. who touched that. My my parents and uh, and kids were like, no, we're going to eat these grapes. That's right. You know? nom, nom, nom. I think that that's I think that was the culprit. That was the grape. agent. So it's been through everybody but Jen. Huh? No, Jen was sick last. Oh, she got it. She was she got it. She got she it. Was waiting. For she was about six hours after me. What about Tiki? Oof. Tiki's fine. Nice. He's immune to our feeble weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Well, besides sickness, anything going on in your life? We had to explain vomit to Natalie because she had never experienced it. Really? Could you imagine? No. Like, she made it to five years old without throwing up, and she was like, like what do you mean throw up? What? No. <laughs> well, really? yeah, she spit up as a baby, but, like, since then, she, she hasn't... vomited? No, not until... And then, like... Hours later, she lays lays down on the the couch, and she's just like, "My stomach hurts." And then, bleh. <laughs> on the couch. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no, that's horrible. It's and it ca- was like, how do you explain couch? to a kid upholstery? And uh, it's a secret. You don't want to no, tell us the upstairs living room couch. Yeah, oh, cool. like the couch cushion. So. Me and Mark are just gonna sit on the floor, like, "Hey guys, hey guys, what's going we're on? never sitting here again." I cleaned it. Well, I know. Cr- cr- crikey. How are you guys? <laughs> Dave's like, let's not talk <laughs> let's about not my stomach virus anymore. What about you, Danny boy? How's things going? You never like going uh, second. No. I've just noticed this about you. We have an order. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mark likes, well, to, like, Mark likes to try and make the segue into the game. That's well, I, I like to think of myself as a transitioner. Oh, I see. I'm like a summoner, I but I just move into well, the next phase. I'll play along with your little game for now, Appreciate but rest it. assured, I will throw a wrench in your plans very soon. I expect nothing less. Plus, if we don't save him for last, then we can't try and skip him. That's true. Yeah, right? That's true. <laughs> All right, you're right, Dave. I'll stick with this then. Uh, oh, what have I been playing? I have been playing something. Breath of Fire? I can't remember. Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls no, 3. I haven't played it in a couple weeks now. It's happening. The streak is over. It's the done. streak is over, but I will still be. I mean, the game, I actually loaded it up and I'm lost. I'm like, where do I go? What oh, is this? That's the worst that, with RPGs. That's, that, that speaks death of a game. That's where when I'm you, at. So I'm when trying you pick to find it back a guru. Up, 
of the That's town. why I was like always good that like Pokemon like if you haven't played in a while and you come back and like there's like a bunch of journal entries pop up like oh yeah. you went to Own It Town and this and this and that. Oh and uh, what own was it. that? Pokemon <laughs> Black and White Earthbound. <laughs> I think one it, of those is Black and White does it. I, I don't remember which Pokemon games they don't did it do for it. like four and then they stopped. Oh really? But I remember that. Maybe yeah, you just stopped, stopped playing it. with breaks. <laughs> you never stopped playing. You're playing right. right now. That's probably it. So I can't. Yeah, I mean, Breath of Fire. I played. Oh, I bought Yakuza Six. Right. You were saying last and time. I played that goofy. a little bit too. Any other? I bought a lot of games events? and I haven't haven't played them enough. Uh-huh. So, so what I hear is you hit the lottery and now you've got on a massive spending spree. It just seems like I hate my money and I need this game and then I'm like, <laughs> well, moving back to. Uh, to not play in video games. I saw that video of you in Dark Souls where you just rolled off the edge. Yes. <laughs> Did you not? I mean, subscribe to Danimac on Twitch for more moments like that, Mark. Well, I probably should. I don't watch Twitch, yeah, I mean, though, that, so that's just my fault. Oh, well, then don't. I won't. But I did play Dark Souls. I'm now... Yeah, let's talk about that. I, I'm in the Boreal Valley. The Boreal Aurora Valley. Aurora Borealis. Aurora Borealis. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Dark Souls 3? I mean, I played a bit, yes, but I don't recall... I had it's where it. you fight. He's gonna platinum brag. The tall, yeah. Thanks for that. You fight the guys with the sticks, and the sticks are flamethrowers. That's where you first meet those guys. They're huge. How could, I hate you for just letting that go beyond your. Well, it's because it's between that. And there's the dungeon. I'm in the dungeon. They all blend in. I'm in the dungeon. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> they that, are, they're all. Oh wait, is that the one where there's? They have the ladies or the I don't know what they are with brands. I think I do know what you're talking Sap your health bar. Yes, I do know what you're it's talking terrible. about. It's okay. terrible. How is this fun? It's a great game. Well, it's challenging. It's a great game. It's a great game. It's challenging. I can't beat it. And I actually just, um, I, I was like, I have so many screech-ups on my PlayStation. I need to turn them to wallpapers. And I forgot when I played through Dark Souls 3, I was a girl. And I have like this red-headed character. Sweet. I was like, oh yeah, I remember her. She That's cool. Well. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Felt good about I, it. I sometimes, I have such, uh, like gender a specific armor that sometimes i forget that i'm playing a woman and then nice. i like fall off the cliff and go ah like you know ladies yell instead of a man's like oh yeah it's <laughs> mm-hmm. like the hair is covered too it's just kind of funny to remember that interesting that is it do you guys usually play as girls or what, what do you do when you get the choice i usually play as a female uh yeah usually <laughs> the armor is more fun in, yeah. in my adulthood I've chosen more female characters when I have the decision Retired now that end. I feel like that's in vogue amongst all nerds though is like to play the girl the it makes avatar. me like question my choice like <laughs> maybe I should choose the yeah. male now since it yeah. is less popular and, uh, with more recent games though like like when I remember when I was playing Mass Effect I chose based um, I played male first and I did female later that's that's not a great example but when i played um the <laughs> well, more recent really... andromeda i like i looked at like the voice actors and i was trying yeah. to you know base it based off of whose performance i think was going to enjoy more right well that was so, always the thing like with like in the first mass effects like femshep was always better than male yeah it's jennifer hale I mean, jennifer hale she's awesome apparently and i wouldn't know i never played as a female shep oh hey, I had to I had to stick with it, but I'll, I'll stick with myself. Um, so I'm probably about on to the main topic. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I rolled credits of God of War about know, like ten fifteen hours of gameplay ago, and I remember last podcast I was saying like, really what does that game. mean? Yeah, that is a very also oh, you. You he's, played no, fifteen kept... hours of a different game since then. Well, no, because that's what's it's crazy about it. It's like, or you you've been playing more God of War. There's more after the credits. There's like literally the main campaign of God of War is probably fifty percent of the game. I'm uh... startled by how much game is there. Like literally, if you just do the story, you miss entire sections, entire levels, entire environments, different puzzles. It's like these... Skyrim. It's crazy. It, I was so like shocked, and I remember. Uh... Like, are there side plots? Um, yeah, there's total side plots. There's there's the total right. like there's another kind of it's not like the main like after the main campaign there's like one big side quest that I'm I'm just getting to. It's like these Valkyrie bosses. They're like stronger bosses than anything in the main campaign. So been kind of, there's nine of them. So I've been like slowly like fighting my way through them because they're like really hard. 
But um, I remember last time I was talking, I was like, great game. But I'm waiting for like the story to pay off. Ooh, Nelly. Story pays off. Oh, it pays off, all right. There's like, Kratos is a girl. Well, literally, there's some... What I really liked about it was, for a game that really reboots the series, it doesn't like try to pretend, oh, there's other games. Like, this game is really different. Forget about that other stuff. It really takes all the other God of Wars and what was happening and mm-hmm. found a way to really cleverly weave it in. And I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, I think if you didn't play the other ones, you would still be kind of like, oh, yeah, but, like, just as someone who has played them all, I was just like, like, my breath was taken away, quite frankly. Um, so I, I probably, I don't know, I'm probably, like, five or six Take hours away, away from the Platinum. It's not much, I don't have that much more to do. It's really, like... Five or six hours. Yeah, like, I just have to get a few more collectibles and finish, like, that one little Take quest thing. Um... But as Dave sings, <laughs> but um, I think every everybody who has a PlayStation should own this game. It's phenomenal. It's a masterpiece. I think it's it's definitely better Horizon, and I think it is it better than The Last of Us. I didn't know you thought the, the Horizon was that The Last of Us was better than Horizon. Oh yeah, you speak Last such of... good things about it. Oh, Horizon's amazing. The Last of Us, as we were going to say, is like, mm. I think it's my de facto favorite game of all time. Mm. I think the, like, it's de- God of War is definitely more fun to play than Last of Us. I think I still yeah. like Joel and Ellie more than Kratos and Atreus, but it's just because it's a much more grounded story, which I thought was yeah, interesting. It's, it's relatable. Yeah. You can't really put yourself in Kratos' but, shoes as often, I imagine. But they're doing some really interesting things in the god of war thing so like i won't say it's better than the last of us but i'm saying they're they're equal in my eyes let me ask you like, this controversial opinion is it better than god of war one? Oh, absolutely this is the best god of war game ever made Easily. is it better than god of war two uh, uh, hands down it's the best god, How of, war about god of war uh the one on the vita that probably you played uh ghost of sparta and there's Did another you play it? yeah <laughs> oh. uh, it, there was a they released the two there's two of them it's ghost of sparta and Chains of Olympus, I think it's called. Platinum, both of them. And Jeez. Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> I've done Ascension, the really bad one. That was the prequel. Platinum it. Like, I really like that series. This, this, you like God of War. I really like God of War. This We've the, never discussed this. Well, it's like he's like a, a God of War fanboy. So how can we well, take Well, not a fanboy, but I love... How can we take his opinion, you know, <laughs> so seriously? Well, I'll say as a person who really liked all those games, because I think they're just fun. Like, this okay. game was fun it maintained the funness, but it also like got into some stuff that is very, very interesting. Like just as a narrative way. And like, I don't want to spoil anything, but just like the way Norse mythology works, they're really using it. And it's, it's set up to be, there will be more of these games and I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in baby. But what I'm also into is clubs of red strings. As we the red strings club, the red strings club. So let's segue main topic. Topper, topper. Main, main topic, topic. It's our main topic. So we played Sorry. the Red Strings Club. Dave Pick. <laughs> Dan, I, I took a pill in a beverage, and now I don't remember anything quite like this game has the option of. Can you remind me? Is that the me? case? Yeah, well, is that the case? He's, here he goes. He's, he's that, like that is the case, isn't it? <laughs> well, Mark, you shouldn't be drinking strange drinks. Is that, you know? Never. That's, because otherwise, that'd be bad for you to do, right? Now, if, if you were a smart person like me... You would know that uh, the uh, He's getting there. the Red Strings Club is a cyberpunk narrative experience about fate and happiness, featuring the extensive use of pottery, bartending, and impersonating people on the phone to take down a corporate conspiracy. Those are the three gameplay mechanics. I devolved into <laughs> Butler very quickly. Well, as long as you're aware um, of the voice change. It was very positively received by both the recent and the overall amount of people <laughs> in the world. Uh, it just came out this year, it looks like. And yeah. January 22nd, developed by Destruct Team and Devolver Digital. Popular user defined tags. Uh, what you guys wager a guess each? Bart- Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Bar- bartending Simulator. We just had the thunder, like, really, if that comes through the mic, it's, like, really accentuating, like, the mystery. Nice. <laughs> um, what was yours, Mark? A bartending simulator? No. Uh, is it cyberpunk, though? 
Cyberpunk is number one. He, you gave him the easy one. <laughs> uh, Dave pretty much made this guess by choosing this game. Mm. But we also have adventure, <clears throat> pixel graphics, indie, and not a thing I would expect to be a tag, nudity. So if you are faint of heart, this game has nudity. Yeah, but it's like pixelated nudity. It's yeah, not like it's real not nudity. real yeah, it's nudity. it's like Papers, Please nudity. Also, why is that a popular user-defined tag? Because that's how I search for games. <laughs> well, then, Dave. There it is. Since this was your pick. Yeah, let, let's start with tell you, big boy. what you would tell anyone about this game. All right, so, first off, it's... Restaurants Club is a game that's part pottery slash bartending slash investigating sim. You mainly control Donovan, who is a bartender slash information broker, and you uncover a plot that a corporation has where they're planning to affect the minds of everyone on the planet. In this, in this future, most people have cybernetic implants, and this corporation manufactures and installs these. In the guise of making a peaceful society, one without depression, murder, suicide, this company is planning on pushing through a firmware update that will start inhibiting people from making these decisions. The game goes on a path where you start questioning your own moral compass and philosophically questioning the place of intervention in our society and the importance of free will. Boom. Nicely done, Dave. That's this. It's the synopsis. But let's stay with Dave because... We've now, does Dan have I noticed a pattern emerging What's as that? we do this podcast? Dave likes cyberpunk. Dave likes cyberpunk a little bit. And you know what he likes just as much as cyberpunk, Mark? <laughs> Drinking. Bartending? Oh. Bartending. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. I was going to say adventure games, but bartending. bartending Dave likes too. bartending in a cyberpunk setting. But let's stick with, with the, the first word, cyberpunk. Dave, why? Why? I now, think, now well, you I have think just persona. like it's. Well, I just think it's a popular um, user-defined tag place to bring games, you know. Well, what like, do you like? Because I think it removes the frame of our reality, you know, from the situation. So all these questions that you might ask about the world are off. You know what I mean? It's like hmm. watching a sci-fi. Like you, like you. In order to enjoy Doctor Who, you have to take that leap of faith that like the things that they're saying make sense. You know, it's these aliens. Because... I, I don't know if this is what you're about to say, Mark, but mm. I view these worlds as totally possible futures, maybe 60 yeah. years down the line or even mm. less at the rate but we're going. at the same time, you're still removing all the things that you, like, I don't, like our current president, for example. You're removing that from the equation easily. It'd be nice. If, you know what I mean? if only. Because <laughs> I'm just saying you don't know what's going to happen 60 years down the line. It's true. It's true, but you don't feel like there's a groundedness to cyberpunk stories? That, no, like, I'm not. I'm saying there is but i i think that it's it's usually what technology has advanced a lot more what else yeah cyberpunk well i think i think the thing that makes me feel like it's grounded is that they all decided to get implants for the same reasons we're all holding cell phones now it's like it's just it makes sense it incorporates into our lives somehow like it might start with something like google glasses being good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then from there it's like well if you like google glasses you might like this earpiece like this earpiece you might like and we're tool using from... mammals, so where does the, where do the tools stop? Yeah, I don't know. And, that's and see, the question. and that's yeah. one thing I always think when I think about cyberpunk. Like I, I, I always see it as kind of the mixture of that kind of going forward in time, and you know, that prognosticating. Like, where do we think our current path's going to take us? It, mm. I, I, it always kind of feels darker, and I always feel like those things, as opposed to kind of like a dystopian sci-fi angle you know, the corporation of corporations things. I always feel like this feels like a more, I mean, hopefully a realistic kind of looking forward to what the future will be. So I I think worst case scenario, we're always the opposite, but the opposite future scenario is always like the post-apocalyptic scenario, which I'm, I can't stand always playing post-apocalyptic games. Yeah. And I think, you know, it depends on the narrative and the vision, what they want. But I think with cyberpunk, it usually always incorporates corporations and ethics and Mm. this idea of technology and and what it means to our lives which i think this game does a really great Mm. job at of Mm. kind of unveiling so as we kind of get into it the game starts off with brandis i don't know how to say his name Uh, yeah brandis brandon boyd from incubus is it possibly that it's silent brandy branda i in an episode of Sesame Street, there's a dog named Brandice, and I assume that that is the name, the same name. That's probably right, Brandice. So 
he's <laughs> falling out a window and he's just like, wow, how did I get here? And the game then kind of jumps back in time with how he ended up there. Did you guys feel that for a game that kind of does have a large amount of choice and kind of win-loss, like what you're successful at will change the narrative as we kind of like it does the game does end with that scene again did you feel that kind of undercut your feeling that you actually do have control uh, Dave we'll start with it like did you feel like well, I, this think was a, the I think it's the illusion of choice a, I think it's a foreshadow of the illusion of choice throughout the whole game mm. what do you mean by that well because no matter what you do you're always gonna get the same outcome in the game you know what I mean? Is that definitely true? Like kind there of. is, there is only one ending in this game. There seem like I think there's some one. slight variations, but I think you can uncover certain things. I've seen things out there, mm-hmm. but I, I, at the end of the day, it's all really the same. It's like different window dressing. Like he always falls out that window. Yeah. Or is pushed. But like, it's like, like, how do you quote unquote stop the um thing from, from going off? Hmm. Like, so like, wait, how much information do you uncover during that that scene as you're when you're controlling Brandeis? So like, but but in the end, it doesn't really matter because no, it always happens. Doesn't really matter. So Dan, did you feel that way? Though, do you feel like your choices really mattered throughout the game? Though, I felt like actually in my most recent playing of it, when I was investigating Larissa, I, I definitely felt like my choices mattered more. Mm-hmm. Um, just in those individual scenarios, like she got annoyed with me because I asked a question and she was in the wrong mood for it. So I used the amnesia pill on her and that oh. was probably my favorite interaction so far. It might've been wasted because I'm sure I could use it later for something else. I actually have a question. I mean, about I've the never used the le- amnesia pill. You didn't. I used it because she had the four moods and I knew she was loaded with information. So I was like, mm-hmm. I have to get as much out of her as I possibly can. Well, because she's like, not only is she cozy with Donovan, cozy. but she's, like just giving information out depending on how I make her mood, but I screwed it up, so I had to redo that. It's interesting because I I also had one amnesia pill, and so with Dave, you didn't use it ever. No, I tried to use it at the very end of the game, but it didn't really matter. What do you mean it didn't? Like it didn't at the end of the game, Donovan, you serve yourself a drink. Yeah, I tried to use the amnesia pill there because I thought maybe it would give me like a reset of something. What happened when you used it? It just didn't really do anything. Credits still rolled and all that jazz. Huh. All it really does is reset your questioning. Yeah. I know, but I wanted to do it. This is the last drink you serve yourself, right, Mark? Yeah, and that's what I did. I never, I had a pill, but I never ended up using it until then. And I thought that was interesting how it erased all your choices because there is this little timeline thing as you're going through the story oh, where so it I shows you. didn't do that. And I never yeah. looked at the timeline, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we discussed about. this before a pod. I'm like, I don't know you need to click the timeline. But when you do make a decision that does affect, there is choice in there, it will show you, okay, of one of three, this is what you did. And it will follow mm-hmm. down the line, but it always leads to the same node, the same point that Brandis is, or Brandeis, whatever his name is, is falling out the window. So I thought it was interesting, like, that's when I used the pill and all my choices got erased. And I was almost like, if I would do a second playthrough, like I would have wanted to see what I did to make sure I did other things. Wait, so all your choices throughout the whole game? Yeah, get erased. Like, because it's like your timeline was wiped? The, t- the timeline gets wiped. So I was almost wondering uh. if... But see, like I felt like at that moment, I didn't have a choice to not use the pill. It was like, I made the drink and I was like, well, it's not doing anything. I think what happened was my game closed. Oh, interesting. <laughs> See, so, yeah, like I was hoping just to keep my timeline, so then I was like, okay, so I could go back, and I don't know if I would have because I with liked... the knowledge because the whole purpose of it is like Donovan's supposed to keep the knowledge of mm-hmm. what, which of I think what gets he... into yeah, like interesting about who he is and what his role yeah. is. Um, but before we kind of get to the heavy story beats, um, so there's kind of three mechanics that they outline in the thing. There's the pottery thing, there's the questioning, and there's like a phone kind of thing. I'll, I'll say the. Was the pottery thing broken for anyone else? I was no. so infuriated with the pottery Why? section because it's mm-hmm. stupid. It's just dumb. You it can... works just fine, thank you. No, well, uh, yeah, it works fine, but it's dumb. It, it, however, it does not work on a Mac in full screen mode. Oh, really? Oh, is that so? <laughs> I had to play it in windowed mode for it to work, and I had to use it, and it was only like you know, Did you half use of my mouse? screen. Yeah, I used the mouse. I don't know. So what? I, so what was it like? It wasn't. It, it wasn't exact enough. 
if I use the mouse, if the mouse was um, where it has to do all the tracking for the pottery part, like wouldn't pick up if it was in window mode. It would only be at the bottom of my screen or all the way at the top. Oh, oh because the terrible. dock. Well, Dan, I don't know you, if it was because of the dock. Dan, spin this for me. Yeah, you see what I did there? Is that a pun? Oh. Did I pun? You didn't even fi- you didn't even finish it. Oh, I got excited. Go on, <laughs> say the sentence. You were definitely more positive about this actually. Like so, as you, Akara, Akira, Akara, Akara, Akara. Akara. So There's she's no I, this so. robot who's playing who's planting uh, modifications in people. So yeah. it will affect their kind of feelings about things or their skills. So the way they do it is you have a shape that you have to create by take mm-hmm. you have like a, a block and you have to kind of carve it as it spins yeah. it has to be the exact thing dan you didn't hate everything about that i loved it <laughs> i thought it was fine but actually doing it once on. i got past like the windowed mode thing i thought it was fine i put the music on i was like all right what tool can i use for that curve ah that is a more aggressive curve i will use the pointier of the two Dude, it was it was like this weird mini game, and then once I realized that you have to spin it and then move it and then spin it a little, it was cool. It was calming. Yeah, it was. And that's the whole yeah. point of it. Your your opinion is quite unpopular. Well, man. apparently, but I mean, and I guess I could see like because you can have the music, and yeah, I didn't really kind of the music. Oh, well, it's like it's like it's meant to kind of like you kind of get in the zone, but yeah. I just thought like I'm really engaged in this story. I'm I'm curious to see how this is going to go. Uh, and I felt like that was such a that game in particular. Mm-hmm. I was we kind of get to the other ones like I was actually questioning whether or not they made um certain ones harder to make in order for you to less likely choose it. Well, like I guess you kind of see the outline shape, but I don't know if you really know what what's going to go into it until you have it on the board because you can't take it off once you yeah. put it on there. Like I no, just, but you also you can't. Can switch. Um, you can't switch. Like even yeah. after you put it on there. Yeah, and you get a redo oh, too, so it's not like the stakes. Yeah, are high. you can, but I just felt like it was so. I don't know. Like I just didn't enjoy the act of doing it, and this was like a kind of a case where this feels like gameplay for gameplay sake. That mm-hmm. you're trying to tell a story that is your number one goal. And you feel like you need to throw me a bone. So like, well, the the player should be doing something besides picking things. Like, yeah. I, I, I really had it. And because it's so Maybe, early. Like, I think it also gives the Akara bot mm-hmm. more of a purpose or hides their purpose. What do you mean? Like, if you think that the purpose of this bot is to make pottery and install it in the person, mm-hmm. you're not going to, th- you're, you know... Not see it for the. What You're not going to see what she really is. That's an interesting point. I didn't even think about it that way. So that's yeah, kind the, of a, a red herring almost. There was also yeah. this sense of like as I started to as I had like three or four available to me, I I felt the urge to not make a new one. But if I really wanted to see what the outcome would be, I would make the new one, and then it kind of put like that. All right, let me go through the trouble of seeing what would happen if I make this one I don't have yet, mm-hmm. and using that instead of using one that I do have. So as I got through them, I was feeling more and more of that, like, well, I've got all these other ones. Maybe I can just skip this one. And in my head, I was like, don't do that. You might be missing out on a certain outcome that you would get otherwise. The illusion of choice. That's true, but mm-hmm. it it did change a lot. Like I, I um, I mean, I'm assuming it changed a lot. The COO, uh, Svestis, or whatever. I don't know how to say her name. Joanne Estes Flask. Joanna. Joanna Svestis, I think. Sure. I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> I, I put in her a rebellion module and she wound up like quitting her job in a very loud way and, mm. and everyone was like Larissa was like, Man, she's a rebel, she's awesome and I was like, Oh, that's something I totally had an effect on and that was I thought that was a good payoff. For the yeah, mod, they definitely do yeah. stuff like that with the game. Where Which like I, the thing that you those modules that you install early does have like a little bit of an effect on what on what the, what they people say yeah. about their reactions. Right. right. And I, I think that plays a bigger role as the kind of the bigger th- thoughts about this game. But then mm-hmm. so let's just stick with the gameplay stuff. So there's that, there's the the, the big bartending. bulk one is the bartending. Yeah. Right. So we we've already played Valhalla and I, I know it, it's more it's less about bartending and more about like investigating and like knowing like what you can coax out of people because you you make drinks that fit their person's mood, right? Like it, there's like that soul stone that you follow, whatever they call it. 
Yeah, and it's like you're trying to, you have to make a decision on the type of, for for a lot of them, what type of mood do you want them to be in, and then yeah. that will kind of affect how effective certain if questions If you ask are. that line of question, will you yeah. actually get the answer you want out of them? So, fair to say, you guys like that, did you guys like the, the bartending mechanic? D- Davey, go ahead. <laughs> the bartending was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. Making the drinks and that. stuff like that. It was more, to me, the interesting part was was just actually asking the questions and, and knowing that that's the direction I wanted to put them in. So comparing it to like Valhalla, we played a, a few seasons back. Did you find this more I don't know, impactful? Fulfilling? Compared, uh, fulfilling might be a way to put it too. I mean, I thought it felt more like bartending than Valhalla did because Valhalla was just like this part, this part, this part, this part, this part, shake. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So you felt that it was a little bit more. Engrossing. I felt more like it was actually bartending in this game. What about you, Dan? How did you feel about it? I loved this. I don't know. I like this <laughs> mechanic because, again, I like the barriers this game put in between me and getting what I wanted to know. Mm. And, again, the amount of time I had to invest in a certain path was a really fun way to go through the story because I felt like, all right, if I really want to hear how they react, if they're afraid, i got to make this one and make, put this in it and make some ice cubes happen. And All right, what do you have? Like, I've... Giving you my time, right. what you have for me. I think, and, that, and that's kind of where I ended up with it too. Like originally, when we were doing it, like you got to turn the bottle, you got to the thing, and it spills. And I was like, "This is," it felt like a barrier. I'm like, "What? I just why couldn't I just click? Okay, this is the emotion I want to appeal to. I want to get back to the story." But mm-hmm. then, as I kind of d- did it more and more, and like the reaction of the character, like, "Wow, this is a great drink!" Well, like, yeah. you started getting satisfaction out of your drink making. Yeah, because you use that like impact where it's, it's just like, for immersion yeah it's like i did make that i did kind of exactly calculate that and get the right mix to get it to where this whole circle is where i wanted to be so it was like i felt like it had to be that way because mm. you would not feel like you're actually involved with it like you said dave it's that that weakness i have immersion it didn't immerse me in that one and then the phone call stuff i thought was just kind of like a puzzle where you had to kind yeah, of figure out who to follow what. It reminds me of like other LucasArts adventure games where like like a lot of you're following along adventure storyline, but inside of the game are like these little mini puzzles that might feel like a different mini game. Like mm-hmm. Sam and Max, like with the mini, with the golf portion yeah, right. and like the VR section and you know, like it reminded me of that. Yeah. So, like we kind of said, these are all kind of little little distractions, little diversions to what mm. the story is, and and I think very very interesting things this game brought up, and that was one of the things where I was especially at the pottery stuff. I was like, this is stupid. I hate yeah. this game. I hate David for picking this. <laughs> but then it it really started breaking. So as we kind of get to the story, David was saying like, so there's, or Dan was saying in the, the description, there's this company, Supercontinent. They're making these modifications which will kind of control how you feel about certain things and, you know, things that you want. And they They're looking to put us in, like, that giver society where, like, there's no highs or lows. Everyone's in control. Well, yeah. So it it kind of turns into that because I think the initial kind of impression... I forget what the thing is actually called. uh, SM, whatever. SPW? Whatever that is. Is that the letters? Yeah, I think it's it was like, SPW. It's like social something work. Yeah, and, and as you kind of said, Dave, the, the revelation comes out that it's not necessarily like it's controlling people's minds. It's eliminating things extremes. like allowing you to, 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 not even like eliminating extremes, the way I saw it, it's like allowing you to like wallow in that. So when you think about like depression, being like sad, but it's so sad, like it, it envelops you constantly yeah like preventing that but then so then there's that essential question of if with technology we have the ability to alter moods and inhibit all these things is that a good thing or a bad thing like do you need and how and then how far would it go before you start tweaking that exactly and i thought it brought that up in such an interesting way because as you're donovan and kind of getting all this information a car is there and she has this one line of questioning which was such a like and I think Dave, we were we were changing the the sheets on a bed, and we kind of hinted at this. So let's have that conversation, Dan. I don't know if you got to that point where I didn't get to this point. So Akara starts this line of questioning where she starts asking you, as a failsafe, if we can't actually stop the program or the firmware from going out there. She's like, I'm in control. My bot, you know, my AI system 
is in control. So if you answer these series of questions, I can make it so that way it like, that's the way that we follow through with it, Mm -hmm. you know? So she asks you about uh, depression. She asks, how long will we allow someone to be severely depressed for? And it's like, and then the multiple choice question answers are like a day, a month, or, you know, let them, let them be, let them be allow depression yeah. in the world. Yeah. And as this started, you know, I think in Donovan kind of, you get the, the ability to kind of reflect your thoughts with what Donovan says. And I was like, it's important. Like this is, Oh, this is so cyberpunk. It's like, you have to let people be people. Like if we start cutting out the human experience, mm-hmm. you know, it becomes very murky. Then suddenly where do you draw the line? It's so important for let, for people letting to be people. And mm-hmm. I felt like that going into this line of questioning, and things like that. It's like depression's a bad thing, but yeah, who am I to now but if you say? Could, but if you could prevent severe depression, but then there's the questions like, how severe are we talking about, right? Yes, and it got it's a, it, it did a, a really great job to make me stop and think and re- reevaluate my own line of things. Mm-hmm. So like the thing that kind of got me was, and I wrote it all down. It was um, depression, suicide. Would you stop suicide if you could? Mm-hmm. Rape, rape, murder. murder. Uh, homo, homo, what, phobia? What the, homophobia and xenophobia. Thank you. Okay. Um, and then women's rights, which I thought was yeah, oh, that's an yeah. Odd thing it was brought it. It felt like out of out of left hand, what, right field, left hand, out of left hand, uh, left <laughs> out hand of right field. field for me. I was really surprised by the like, uh, will we, you allow women to still be oppressed? Question. I was like, women are still oppressed. Well, in this in this cyberpunk. Oh, in the future. oh yeah. Of course. Not 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 right now. I mean like <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if they were just doing that to make it even more real and relatable mm-hmm. to problems that are going on. Like like well because instead of asking what you would do in the future, they're yeah. asking us, like at that yeah. point, I would imagine. Yeah. And I think the question for me was like I was so like you know, depression's really bad, but you have to allow people to be people. Suicide, it's like no one should commit kill themselves. That's that there's always chance, but who am I to to control people's, you know, like absurd. You start thinking about the little things, like if you're 90 with terminal cancer, it's like shouldn't we allow those people? How much people... pain are you gonna allow someone to be? Yeah, it's like shouldn't we allow people to still make that decision? So I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. But then when they asked the rape question, I was like, there's nothing good about that. Like, there's no yeah. learning from that. There's there's nothing. So I answered no. I would. Yeah. Stop that was that. Your, that was your first one to say no to. Yeah, and I was just like, okay. oh, so see, I I said depression. I was like. More than a month is probably probably well, too much depression. <laughs> well, would you, I, I guess it's hard to like define what's like a limit. I don't know. It's like because mm-hmm. I think there is something to learn from darker experiences. But then it was like, yeah, I, I how dark? Not rape. That's too I don't dark. Know. I There's think, nothing to learn from that. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I stopped. I would definitely put it, said no to rape. But yeah, but, but I, like, and I allowed murder. suicide because I was worried about like, you know. What if somebody's in a terrible situation and that's the only way they see out of it? Like, I'm going to take that away from them? Or, like, who is... Is it my decision to take it away from them? Yeah. It's not you your know, decision. Yeah, because, like, it's even a personal as, like, a, decision. Yeah, like, as a teacher, like, dealing with young people who have anxiety and suffer from depression, it's like, you're young. And it's hard expressing to young people how long life is and how things change and how really dark times... It gets better. Could, there Hashtag. is always hope. So it's like for from that perspective, it's like, well, that's never an answer for a kid. That should no. never be an answer. But then I was thinking at the other end, it's like for for older people, like euthanasia, I was like, that's not my decision. Like that's their decision. But then it was like that and then the murder thing, I was like, Well, what if someone's really bad? What if there's like a you have to do like a <laughs> violent coup? Yeah. I was actually thinking about that's... that, like an assassination like thing. Yeah. So that conversation that was like the first conversation well. in the game it really made me start thinking about the human experience and the way technology as as we're going forward it's like so we're, damn we're, how oh, yeah. were you I would those? not allow murder no oh, you gotta allow murder I would not allow murder and, and no circumstances can like, any person talk it kill out? another person I feel like that's pretty good what if what if like <laughs> somebody works around the limitations and I've like imprisoned a person, and I'm just keeping that person 
alive. And, and the only murder. way to get them and rescue them is to kill me. You're you're crafting situations. But that... see, still, I'm like, what if you you you're you look at the world in these black and white scenarios? It's it. That's not how life is. There's lots of gray. I don't disagree. But now you're talking about so is murder different than self-defending? I well, think murder is murder. Murder is murder. Uh, would you, you kill somebody like, on purpose? But if if somebody tries, I think to killing stab another person is, is murder. I I guess if you're if you're going to draw the line of my interpretation of murder is someone killing somebody. I mean, if you're going to take that as someone who, but even that, but like, murder is murder. Murder is killing with the intention to kill. Right. If you, all right, you come at me with a knife. You're trying so to murder me. So if you subdue me, me if I hit saying, you in like, the head with a wrench, still okay. while you come at me with a knife Did and you, you die me? from that, I didn't murder you. I killed you in self-defense. Because... How about how about this? I am planning to come at you with a knife. I haven't done it yet, but I'm planning on it. The minute you turn your back, I'm okay, going to do you're it. talking about Minority Report. Yes. It's like the idea. It's like I know you're going to do something before you do it. So you have the option to A kill me to stop it me from killing you do you do it oh my god wait by the, the... way this is totally off topic uh. but th- i've been watching all these like um <laughs> i've been watching all these game of thrones theories and that's basically what what some guy's theory is on the white walkers it's like that they're just trying to strike first because they know that they're going to get wiped out next mm. by that by that that by that um religion the whatever of a lord like the ones who are like oh with the sun person yeah oh that that show needs to come back immediately anyway so, anyway, anyway back back, back to this back God, to this this episode brought to you by Game of Thrones Game of Thrones and Mark's <laughs> sponsored dog Tyrion the dog Lannister <laughs> Tyrion the anyway dog, Tyrion would I stop you from killing me if I had the choice yes I'm yeah. not sure if I understand the question. So Why well, is I that a question? It, it goes back to the idea. It's, it's, I guess, how you define murder. Like, I how define you define murder. a crime? Is it the intent to kill, or is it the act of killing? Well, see, is that like, what you mean? Is, is killing Osama bin Laden that was murder? He wasn't. I mean, uh, he sure. wasn't actively attacking those soldiers, but because of what he did, the violent kill. I'm not saying. Stop that? I don't know if I want to talk about uh, that situation. I, I can't define. But that would as, you define that as murder? I wouldn't. Not. That's why I'm struggling, mm. because yeah. they definitely. But, but what I don't want to. This is a very specific situation. <laughs> it's a sensitive situation, so I don't want to like justify. But this or is the, this is the decision you have to make in the game. You see, and that's what's uh, interesting about it. Like you, you have to. It's not like I can really dive into what do you mean by that. It's that's the question, and okay. you have to think about your own interpretation of that. I mean, okay. obviously, Dan wouldn't have thought that through this level of murder, and he would have just said. No, you can't allow murder. Mm. I saved the world. <laughs> and, well, and I think that's one of the big strengths about this game is it really brings up the question of ethics and technology. And as we mm-hmm. go forward as a society, like it makes me think of um, uh, Camille Angiani, great tw- Twitter Camille? follower. If you, uh, you mean Camille, his Twitter? Whatever his thing is. He's good on Twitter? Is that how he's you really good on Twitter. And him? he was saying how, like he's on that show Silicon Valley, and he yeah. said... For research at that show, they all of the actors visit a lot of tech companies. Yes. And one thing he was always startled by was a lot of things that they're doing, they're always figuring out, well, what can we do? They're never asking themselves if they should do that. Right. Oh. And they're not asking those ethical questions because they, as product creators, they create it with an intent, but they can't mm-hmm. control what people do with Use it. it and it? the attitude he noticed was, well, that's not my problem. And that makes me think of one thing we were doing at school. We were like, so that's at, like um, saying, I made this gun. What people is. do with it, that's not my problem. That's not my problem. precisely well, the, the problem. Well, it made me think of one thing uh, an email we were passing around at school was uh, apps that kids might have on their phone, which are terrible. They, if you see them, you should make sure they use them. One of them was um, this thing called Wishbone. And it's an app shared by kids. So what they do is they nominate two people, and it's like, best looking and then they have to choose they like a hot or not between one. their friends but it's like all it could be anything it could be anything where you pit two people against each other and you vote who's that or not that. it's like when we were playing what's it called and it made me choose who i like better or worse oh sarah is missing not sarah is missing i was like the, the other <laughs> game 
Wasn't that the, the, uh, one? the game that we played for our first backseat gaming? Uh, oh, Until Dawn. Yeah. Until, yeah. You forgot the like name Matt. of Until Dawn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, name. But, the, but then at the same time, it's like the people who are being nominated might also have the access to the app and they see yeah. them losing Aww. categories and what that does to people. And again, so I'm sure the people who made that app are not thinking, oh, this is going to be really difficult for kids to deal with. So, no, they no. think it's like yeah. something stupid that you just nominate and put things out. It's like, who's better, Arnold Schwarzenegger or the Predator? Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, or whatever. It's like something stupid, but it, where it has the potential to really hurt people. But again, as makers, they're not thinking like that. So as right. one thing I thought always with this, Most this things game, go outside the use of intent, it's like, yeah, who's responsible? And, and where, how do we start defining 21st and 20th century, 22nd century ethics with technology in terms of the human experience where if we can eliminate negatives, you know, like even with the, the installing of modifications, you know, do we want to make someone more appealing so more people like them? Or do we want to install in something that makes them less desire to be liked? It's like, mm. is that even something we should be trying to it, well, do? It's interesting mm. because the rules of robotics, which I don't know off the top of my head, exist. And if a robot breaks one of the three rules of robotics, which I don't know off the top of my head, then... There to be like Isaac Asimov's. Say again. You're talking about Asimov's rules of robotics. Aren't they I think it is. Do, do yeah. a person yeah. no harm. Yes. Yeah. Can't harm a human. Can't. I don't know. The yeah, but that's are. that's sci-fi. Yeah, but those exist basically, and I guess you're kind of talking about a set of those. They for they, the f- they exist as much as lightsabers. That's correct. Which totally exist. <laughs> totally. But will we, I'm saying you're alluding to that type of rule set going into mm-hmm. the future. Like for products, yeah. if they were to become more in, in, imbued with our persons, then... Yeah, and it's like, where do we find that balance? Where Do we keep just making things because we can and just figure it out later? Or do, like, this actually makes me even think about... Um, you have to almost slow down to catch up ethically? Yeah, there was... There's, I was, it was an NPR report I was listening to in the car, and it was talking about microbrains. Have you ever heard about this? No, I don't know what a microbrain is. So scientists are now. Is this growing... like a really long-winded way to make fun of how smart I'm not because I'm not. No. Okay. So it's that thing that Dan has. <laughs> it's a tiny brain. No, but literally, like scientists are growing microbrains that are like brains, but they're really small. And but what they could do is they grow them as they can simulate. Um, brain conditions so like alzheimer's or autism and they imbue those those characteristics in the brain and then they study how they react to certain things with the idea of finding ways to treat that mm-hmm. and then the the person giving the report was the big question they have right now is what happens what should they do if they realize they create a brain that has suddenly developed consciousness mm-hmm. how do they treat that how does it yeah. not well that's the whole question it's like yeah when you know, are these when is it a person questions? that you created that you're now just toying with? Yeah, it's like, it's so she was talking like there is a council of ethics that we really need to get this issue to the forefront to address it and get ahead of it before it's an, it's an issue or a problem. That is so messed up, man. Yeah, and it just again it makes me think it's like we're we're advancing so fast. If a brain is just a neural pathway, it's just a series of circuits, whatever. Yeah, right? so like, what is consciousness? And it gets into the thing, and I really think this game as we kind of get to the kind of the ending sequence where you know you're making phone calls it's bringing up these questions about where does our choice lie if if we can do we allow choice or do we do we eliminate choice and i feel like mm-hmm. even as with like the bartending thing about manipulation like mm-hmm. you're you're mixing these drinks mm-hmm. to kind of change people's state so you can get more information mm-hmm. out of them that you're feels... manip- he's manipulating yep. right. on his own it's different and but he's it's... the hero He's the hero, but isn't that the same as manipulating people with information? If, if we if we remove certain things and we take certain things, like you know, in the era of quote unquote fake yeah. news, it's like, where does the lines get drawn? It's like, what and is then truth? I think this is like where that like intent line comes in, you know. Also, because it's like people are coming to the bar mm-hmm. to talk to him, right? You know, and that's one of the things he's saying is like he's one of the conversations you have with the. Uh, the advertiser, Larissa. Larissa. Larissa? Yeah, I was yeah. she's like she it. just cares whether or not it's successful. Right, right. She's not care. She doesn't care about the ethics of it. To a you know? fault, too. She's yeah. completely but, committed. But to that's that kind mindset. of painting a picture of that's how advertisers are. They're always that's, selling you a fantasy rather than. Yeah. And isn't that the whole pur- purpose of Mad Men? It's the whole I, yeah, purpose I, of most advertising. I, yeah. 
Yeah, like I think a madman gets into like the interesting things about right. the people and the ideal idealism versus like reality. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So as we as we kind of get to the the so these questions are kind of bangling in your head. Like you, you, it I feels think that's like advertising is one of the lines of questioning too, isn't it? If, it if is. it's ethical or not. And then I actually yeah. answered that advertising can be done ethically because at the moment I did believe that. She yeah, but I think they they tell you yeah, it can be, but it's never successful. Yeah, a car is like yeah, you can advertise successfully, but the visibility is finite. That's exactly how she words yeah. it, and I'm like, that's true. It is true. <laughs> so, and that kind of plays a role into the ending, where as as Brandeis, you are able to hack into the program. You, you're you think you're able to stop it, and you're then suddenly confronted by Akara and different versions of her, and as they're all connected. It was just such an eerie thing when you think about, like, it is this AI, this sentient being that has access to everything. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in my notes... You find out later in the game that Akara's been around since the 90s or something like that. Yeah. And, and, like, she's watching humanity and all the decisions. And the internet is kind mm-hmm. of this thing we've created, which kind of shows that in a lot of ways. That all our thoughts, all our feelings, all our statuses, it's all there. And then that just made me think of you know, again, this kind of ethical question of where are these lines being drawn? Like, if we could create something that can really encompass and, and analyze all these things, should we allow that sort of thing to exist? I don't even know. I, I mean, it, it's a good question. Like, if you look at a game like <laughs> Overwatch, you know, like, they deal with these these sorts of politics in that game in a kind of, like, very, it's everything's going to be great sort of way. But we will have to make that decision. If like, will we have Android people who have sentient thoughts in our lifetime, and how will they be uh, received? Especially I think the what, answer what is they're badly. capable of. Like, and even like, I, I'm really excited for uh, the time recording this. Detroit Become Human is going to come out in a few uh, weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to play that because I think it's going to get into that as well. And I think it's it is a question that is only going to get more important as like time keeps marching on because it's going to happen. And we as a society need to figure out how we Cause, feel about cause, it. Because we're lazy. It I can buy, I just found out that I could buy a robotic lawnmower to mow my well, lawn. Like a, a Roomba but for your lawn. But for mowing lawns. Oh, I That's saw awesome. that. And I was like, oh, Is it expensive? I, I saw it. that, but the only video like, clip I the clip I saw, it's like barreling run. down the, the hill of grass. I'm like, <laughs> that thing's going to fall over. What a stupid idea. It also seems dangerous. Right. Like, you know, well, what kills me about all of these inventions is that like we've got hard facts showing us just how dangerous they are. But mm-hmm. like Uber's about to unveil a flying drone person delivery service. But person delivery? Basically, like, you know, not person. going to pick me like, up. Yeah. And I'm going to marry Poppins to work. No, like terrifying. you'll be in it. And there's still just as many news reports about how many self-driving cars straight up kill people. Like, and, straight up kill people. And we're sending these things into the air. And we're sending these things on our lawns. And I'm like, what is this idiotic thought we're all having? And to take that point, see, that makes me think of what this game is kind of conveying. It's like this, this illusion of choice. Where right. it's like, we're making the decisions. Is this right? Is this wrong? We don't we care. think about that as individuals. And is humanity ever going to get its act together enough that as a unified group we can make real like ideally that's what governments are for right but it just feels no. like anything that like if the button can be pushed it's gonna get pushed right. either sooner or later we're never Brandeis, gonna get our button. stuff together no, Brandeis to makes this stop. point I pressed I made that button for it to be pressed yeah Brandeis makes this point like in the very beginnings of the game is like it's not the corporations it's us we're right. the problem like they're just doing whatever we're the issue we're making the decisions and that, he made that first point. I was like, oh, this game's going to be cool. That yeah, was like in the first couple scenes. I think um, Donovan has a line too I wrote down. Where is it? We're all screwed. We're all safe. And it's this idea. It's like it even goes back to perspective. In our moments, we can think we can see a positive. It's like, well, humanity is good. In the end, we all want what's best for each other. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. And then there's you could literally in the same moment be like well we're all screwed we can't stop we're gonna push the button we're gonna make the button mm-hmm. we're gonna push it we could hold off pushing it but we're eventually we're gonna push it and i guess to start kind of bringing it all together like this is a super interesting game like totally. yeah i think it plays with you know thinking back to our conversation with orwell 
like in a, in our digital identities and things like that. And this kind of went to another level just in terms of ethics and humanity and what we need to decide. And there is choice in there. And I, I, I mm. am tempted to go back and play it, but I don't go back and play anything. So I probably realistically won't. But I definitely, I went into this game with lower expectations, especially after that, that carving section. But oh, I was yeah. really, really impressed. I don't know why you didn't like the second best part of the game. Because uh, it's dumb. It's well, a dumb part of the that game. is a, an opinion. <laughs> but let's go, Dan, what, what are your final thoughts? I love this game. I have to finish it, but I love this game. Um, I, I think it really, really touched on the right points at the right moments that it was meaning to. So, so it had some points to say, and it didn't blurt them out at a weird moment. I think the timing was good. The pacing was good. And um, and that whole timeline leading up to the same ending, you know, throughout the whole game, you can even see it when you click the timeline. It's going to end a certain way. It sort of really yeah, drives the point like, home like that we could choose, but we can't choose. Right, and it's funny because in this age of gaming, a lot of games pride themselves on how many choices you have to make the experience yours. But if you kind of boil it down, they're not totally leading us all to different outcomes. They're just making the experience feel different. The journey feels different. And I can say that because I had one moment in this game and I think this is kind of going on too long. But uh, <laughs> as I was playing while we were talking before the podcast, I had something happen where you were like, wait, who? What? I had some guy come on my into my bar. Ghost, the torturer? Ghost, the torture guy? Or the torturer? I had the torturer. Mark I did didn't. Right. I, didn't, uh, I didn't get involved. So, did you do the Russian roulette scene? I did all the way through. Come All on, the way through, of course. You're not going to take me out, torturer guy. Yeah. And um, I still don't know whatever happened with that. But the point is... Um, they, that he, was, did, you, did you sick him on anyone? I did not. I did. Oh. I, I sent him towards the lawyer. I was she, like, nah, I don't need you. I got this. I, I wanted, I'm going to see what happens now. But the, yeah. the point all that was making was like, we did have different journeys. The illusion of choice isn't totally an illusion, but it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, because we end up in the same... Brand, Brandeis always falls out of the window. Life Correct. is going to happen, but your choices matter. Right. So Dave, <laughs> Everyone's story is different. Dave, continue with his voice and uh, tell us your thoughts. Your final word, Dave. You don't have to continue the voice. I don't know. I think it was a good game. <laughs> How many pickles in the pickle jar would you give this game? No, wait. Hold on. Use your own one. rating system. All but one. <laughs> I want that last pickle for myself. Do pickles ever go uh, bad? I'm sure after a while. Um, depends on how you store them. Aren't yeah, pickles basically self-preserving foods? Because uh, of what? They're because they're stored in in vinegar. Tweet yeah. at Danomac pickle articles. Well, yeah. can pickles go? Send bad? me your best pickle picks. <laughs> Danomac.com. Danomac. I don't think you want that. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Red Club. Great game. Well, well done, Dave. Final segment of the night. Oh, also, by the way, one of the reasons why I chose this game was because it was, like, exactly the game you described in that thing. No, it's not. I felt like it, because it was, like, cyberpunk, including bartending and investigation. He is right, Mark. (laughs) No, you made a joke, and he was like, I'll show you a joke. I'll make you play a joke. (laughs) And you're going to love this joke. joke. All right, back to to topic. Trivial Tastemaker. Trivial Tastemaker tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Fresh slate, new season. Fresh slate. Uh, the bit on the, the grand scheme of the score Mark has one silver monkey, just one. That's right. One. Dave has four. Dan has three. How did that happen? I don't even you, know. I started well, off with two strong, and then you just well. Whatever. Dan lost one to you in the Overwatch duel, which kind of tilted the tide. I have four. You have yeah, four. I lost one to you in the Overwatch duel. Don't I have three? Wait, is it possible? Did Dan just win the last have... one? You, oh my god, Mark, the scoreboard. No, keeper. You, you were t- you were tied, and then Dan going won. into that match. Dan won last season. That got him yeah. to three. It was originally three three, but he lost a silver monkey. To so I have two in the duel. You had two, but then you won last season, which is oh, like, all right, fair enough. I have a spreadsheet. So. I believe it, but data, I mean, whatever. Data, I can data. stay ahead in this. Dan I feel like I've lost play. more than I've won, so it's just weird. Somehow, some way. But well, Dan, the Overwatch match doesn't... Because it's yeah. his Trivial Tastemaker tonight, oh, and yeah. I'm going to win this season. What's the Tastemaker? The Drought the and the Seer. is 20 questions. 
Who is this video game character? Why would you pick the game I Never Win? Because this is different. Okay. And also, it's a character. That as you're well aware, I could have done more work on this tastemaker, but didn't. But if you lose... you found out 20 minutes ago, it was your turn. How's this? If you lose the no, next time... No, not 20 minutes ago. Saturday. Well, yeah, I knew five I had days ago. <laughs> anyway, I have full confidence in you, Mark. This is a character both of you are okay. very familiar with. You've had run-ins one way or another. I'm not going to say how. I'm not going to say how. And that's it. So 20 questions begins. I'm going to have to start really with... 20, though. <laughs> no, no, it's like, like 220. 15, 20. So who should we start with? I'm going to say... Eeny, meeny, miny. What am I doing? I don't know who's eeny or meeny. Mark, I you go do. first. You seem to Thank be... Uh, yeah. Is this character a male? It is. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, is it Johnny from Metal Gear Solid? No. <sighs> I got very specific very quickly. Um, is this character... It was amazing. <laughs> is this character fire a gun? Yes. It could still be Johnny, but it's not. <laughs> does Johnny oh. ever fire the gun? Oh, in Metal Gear Solid yeah. 4, he does. Doesn't he get the, the big sniper? Not Johnny. In, in 4. In 4. He becomes, like, amazing. Does he? Yeah. I think he does. Anyway. Yeah. He has that big, giant sniper rifle. He fires a gun. Go on. Yeah. D. Um, is he in the Metal Gear Solid series? Yes. Son of a B. What? what? Yeah, you have to... See, is not playing around. Just guess somebody, because... There's only so many people, only males. That's correct. Dave just severely narrowed down the choices that you have. But he also made your job a lot easier. Is this character... uh, Does this character have a code name? Yes. (laughs) Is it Revolver Ocelot? No. Mark, you have to get on Dave's level right now. Really? It's that close? But then we're just guessing names based off nothing. The, the end of the game is when I'm someone to, guesses the I'm, correct name. I'm trying to make this fun. Dave's just going for the win. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to make it fun, too. <laughs> He's making it fun for himself. Uh, the listener's having a great time. The listener's probably like, right. I know the answer. I'll play you a game. Thank you. What were you doing before? <laughs> is this I'll play character a game. in Metal Gear Solid 4? Can I do quick research? Yeah, sure. You know how the series is, okay? For accuracy. I mean, I have to make sure. Dave's going to know how many keys. Because if I get this part wrong, and it's one of the reasons Dave does or doesn't win, you'll be mad or he'll be mad. Someone will be mad. I will be mad. (laughs) Um, But the fact that it's not immediately evident. No, it, it should, in my head, it should be, but I'm just making sure. This, is it car- a really... this character is not in Metal Gear Solid 4. Is it a really big gun? It is. Oh, damn it. Now I gave it Mark. I, I don't know if he did, to be honest with you. Look is at his face. Really I'm going to slap you. Mark, I'm just going to tell you that you should really listen to what Dave just said. That's all I'm going to say. Really big gun. I just said, what did I say? Don't say anything else. I guess you're right. I'm done. You're right. Who has a big gun? This is like Paperboy. All over again. <laughs> really big gun? Like, to the T. I can't think of a character that has a really big gun. <laughs> Mark, please tell me you forfeit these on purpose. A, no, I don't. And a male? Because I was thinking fortune. You have, I, I'm going to have to eventually start a clock because this has been... A big gun. I'm going to put 45 seconds on the clock. It's not us. Okay. It's not us a lot. Starting now. A Vulcan Raven? Yes. There you go. Did I win? There you go. Yeah, I just you did. did it. I gave it to you. You did. You gave it to him. But also, oh my God, why did that take so long? <laughs> I guess I won. Vulcan Raven the has the biggest maker. gun in possibly the series. Aside from Metal Gear Rex or Ray. Oh, f- well, congratulations. Really big congratulations. Yeah, but that's a, that's a, she's a woman. She's a woman. <laughs> Guys, I won the Who's a woman? Maker. Who has a big gun? Fortunately. That's I not bigger than Vulcan Raven's ma- minigun, is it? No, it's just as big, I would Her say. Lightning. Uh, it's, it's pretty big. She's got that, like, gun that has, like, she has a backpack for that, like, 
creates that magnetic it field. That goes... I, it just dawned upon me that she was his analogous. Yeah, counterpart. Who's the guy who wears roller skates and drinks wine? Fat man. He's the best guy. He was. He blew me away. I was like, what he is He doesn't have a gun. Pun? No. He has bombs. Pun. Were you going to say fat man? Oh my god, Mark, were you going to say fat man? No, Does he have a gun? Does he have no. Uzis? No. He might. He's got the roller Oh, wait, skates. you're... Yeah, but bombs. bombs. But I think he might have Uzis. Well, anyway, Mark... Congratulations. You won your you. first 20 questions. I'm very excited. You uh, definitely couldn't have done that without Dave's help. But well, once I, that's not the point. <laughs> but you won it. All right. Well, before Dave, we Dave, I have a question. Wait, wait. Why didn't you say Vulcan Raven? You clearly he knew. He was playing the game. Mark, you guilted him into this win. That <laughs> doesn't well, matter. Tactics. Here's what you're doing. You're trying to delegitimize my win. No. I appreciate I'm it. I'm trying to understand it because no, that wasn't... No. I'm I wasn't very... sure what other question I could ask to get closer Look, without outright guessing. Listener, you've just <laughs> listener. listened to another episode, but we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We have one more event tonight, don't we, Mark? We have to fire up the machine. The machine? Or like, could I, should I have asked, have you, have you seen this character piloting a vehicle? Did Vulcan Maybe Raven would... pilot a vehicle? Yeah, he's, he's in the tank. tank. He drives a tank. Oh, yeah. That's Let right. Let go, Dave. I Actually, will. he's not piloting it. He's just in it. See, the tank is. He's driving it, and you should fire up the machine. Yeah. Who else do you think there's another guy in that tank driving it for him? I thought so. (laughs) I'm putting the kibosh on this kiboshing. Well, we're very proud of you. Thank you. You've broken the curse. This was your curse. curse. Paper boy curse has been broken for now. No more stalling. Fire up the machine, dude. And it's and it's detention. It's a oh detention. Up, oh, it came right out of the machine on this piece of paper. <laughs> I'm very excited. Detention. Uh, my pick. Uh, right. It's uh, it's spooky. It's, Wait, it's, that's all you have for us? I will say it's spooky with a purpose. Yeah, to scare you. Thanks, Mark. It's, well, beyond <laughs> it's a narrative spooky. No. So. Aww. If you could push, I know normally we don't pick spookies. Oh, but if you push through game. the spooky in the beginning, there's there's some nuggets in here. So, have you played this game already? I have, and I've beaten ah, it. Ah, interesting. I was trying to get the heads up for God of War. That was that was the whole last <laughs> one. Uh, but thanks to Dan's uh, brother-in-law for making this. Shout out to Chris for making the machine happen. We officially Th- have the machine's thanks, noise. We shout out to it. Isaac. I hope he's doing well. And that's the shout out. Thank that's you for making that sound. We appreciate bite. you making our show better. If you're and a listener, you too, who, listener, if you're a listener who wants to listen, make a sound waves. <laughs> I was going to suggest that, but then I'm like, wait, wait, don't, don't open that up because we have nothing else we need sounds for. Uh, we could always do sounds. We need yeah. sounds for a tastemaker. We need sounds for main topic. Yeah. We need possible new intro sounds. If we'll you want to become sounds. part of the family, send us sounds and we'll consider using them for those things that Mark just mentioned. We'll exactly. consider it. Don't get mad if we don't. We'll be happy that you did something either way. Because if you send us like a fart noise, in yeah. the mic, I don't want that. I can make those I'll no re- problem. I'll just replace Mark's voice with that. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have a better conversation we can set it up that when Mark goes on a diatribe we just put the fart noise under it oh, that's great thanks guys. <laughs> but thank you listener for listening and as always if you enjoy this podcast please let us know rate us on iTunes subscribe tell your buddies tell your friends uh, you can hear us on the iTunes SoundCloud Stitcher Podcast.com uh, we're on YouTube as always being Murthy and Goofs and connect with us Twitter Dino underscore machines. I'm at Magrocrack. I'm at zombie underscore pirate. And I am at Dano Mac at the internet.com. You've done it again, listener. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>